I guess we've all heard the illustration, is a glass half full or is it half empty? <laughs> and um, and the, the challenge is, if it's half full, we're thankful that we have enough. If it's half empty, we're, we're worried that we don't have enough. And, you know, and everything give thanks is the, is the challenge that um, I have enough. <laughs> that God is going to help me through this situation. So whenever we have bad things, whenever we have those complicated things that we don't understand, we have um, uh, being thankful says that we're looking for the good that is enough. You know, enough to get through. And that the provision is there. So uh, I think that it's very important that God's people are to be thankful people. And that in, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. It isn't necessarily that we are thanking God for this, situ- for this situation, but we are thanking God that he's going to see us through this situation. And that if we are thankful for something, we're going to be looking for the good in it. You know, and in most of our lives, I think, uh, well, uh, people, people are not thankful people. They're just grumpy old men. <laughs> you know, there's grumpy old well, I won't say women, but you know, because you know, too many of you. But um, just grumpy, you know, grumpy with life, grumpy with themselves, and you know, um, and you know, begrudging and angry at life and angry at people and angry at whatever. But the analogy, half full or half empty, do I have enough of God's provision or am I lacking in God's provision? And what we're told over and over again is that we have enough. God's provision is more than enough. That we have an abundance of, of, you know, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. You know, it's one of the things in the scriptures that God, God um, it, it's never in this situation where there's not enough to go around. Okay? You notice that when, when God is doing something in our life, um, the, uh, the feeding of the 5,000. When Jesus was feeding the 5,000 men plus women and children, he, he took the bread and five loaves and two fishes and, and two fish and he broke it, put it into 12 baskets. And when did it stop? It stopped when the people said, we have enough. It didn't stop when God just quit He didn't quit. He stopped whenever the people had enough. There was more than enough there. So the blessing of God. And whenever we think of God's provision, if we think about how God is providing for us, it is in a context of, well, how much do you want? Okay. Well, you know, I don't want too much. (laughs) Right? You know, well, can I just have enough? Uh, Just give me, and you think of God and how that God is wanting to bestow things in our life. He, you know, above and beyond, exceedingly abundantly, you know, more than we can ask or think. So we're trying, we're already praying and, you know, being humbly declaring before God, we don't want too much. Well, how much is too much? Is it enough to just pay the, the, you know, just enough to get through the day? Is it enough to get through paying our own life, getting our own life through? Is it enough 
to take care of the lives of others? Is it enough to take the care of the lives of hundreds? How much is enough? And I think that uh, being thankful is a way of, for us to open our heart to be receptive to more than enough. I am thankful for the provision of God. Now, uh, I am thankful for you, <laughs> for your faithfulness. I'm thankful for your faithfulness because you're here. And God has promised to bless us because we are faithful. You are blessed because you are here. Not only just because you, we, we sing and praise and things like that, but that God is blessing your faithfulness to bless your life and your family, and that the blessings of God are, are coming into your life because you are hearing the word of God, and that we are, we are choosing a direction that we want for our life. And we're choosing it every Sunday morning when we get up and come, we're choosing a direction for our life. Every time we read the scriptures, we are choosing a direction. You know, this, isn't, this, is, this is part of who we are as a person, but it's who we are as, as a family, who we are as a community, who we are as a nation, is because we get up and we choose a direction. We get up, we choose an attitude. What attitude are we going to put on today? <laughs> you know, does it depend on the weather? Depend on, we choose to give thanks and everything give thanks because we know that God is with us, that God is there. And the scripture that I thought of for this morning is in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse, verse 1. I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience as night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. So Paul is thanking, and, and think about how that he set up this thanksgiving. He's telling Timothy, and he's telling them, I am thankful for you every day. And he says, I'm thankful to you, I'm thankful to God, whom I serve. Now, I, and, and I am serving, we are serving God. We are serving the God of Abraham Isaac, Jacob, we're serving the God of Moses, we're serving the God of Isaiah, Jeremiah, we're serving the God of, of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we're serving the God uh, of, that Paul is talking about here, and I thank God, the same God that Abraham thanked is the same God we thank, and that we are serving God as Abraham served God, we're saving the same guy, okay? as my ancestors did. So what we are doing, we're not ancestry worship, we are serving the God of our ancestors. <laughs> the God of our ancestors. The God of Abraham. And I do it with a clear conscience. <laughs> clear conscience. I thank God for you, not because of greed, not because of selfishness, not because of something you're going to do for me, but I thank God for who you are as a person and how that you are allowing God to work in your life through the difficulties that you face. Because I thank God that he is able to take you through the difficulties. See, some people become offended. Some people allow their offenses to get in the way of their of the things that they choose. You know, uh, 
the, the songs and we were talking about how that uh, persecutions. Now, if we cannot survive being offended, how are we going to survive being persecuted? And, you know, not everybody's the same. We all don't think the same way. We all don't respond the same way. We all don't, you know, you know we, we can disagree but not be disagreeable, <laughs> you know. And so in our challenge, we're thanking God for each other with a clear conscience, meaning that as far as it is between me and God, everything, I'm at peace with all men. Meaning that I don't have anything in my life that would cause me to turn away from or pull away from you. Because, you know, there are things that come up, but we cannot allow those things to come between us. Because as God, as far as God is concerned, maybe that's the thing I need to deal with. I need to deal with the things that would seemingly try and present themselves as dividers we need to deal with that in a way that's healing to us so that we can grow beyond the divider. <laughs> you know, we can grow beyond those difficulties. And if we don't grow beyond them, don't worry, we'll come back to them again. <laughs> we'll come back to those same places again. There may be different people, but it'll be the same, uh, same situation. So as we and begin, and as we, I'm not concluding, but as we begin, we look at each other and say, I'm thankful for you. So say that to each other. Say that to a couple of different people. I'm thankful for you. <laughs> and, and because of that thankfulness, we want to pray for them in clear conscience. You know, and we're not guilted into it. We're not manipulated into it. We're doing it because we have a clear relationship with God. And, and, then, and that, in, in verse 5, it says, I am reminded of your sincere faith. So when I am praying for you and I am thankful to you, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. I'm thankful for you because you remind me of a sincere faith. It, you know, it didn't say perfect faith. We have a sincere faith that we want to be right with God. We want to do the right things for the right reasons. You know, uh, core values. That at the center of who I am, I want Jesus. So, and that's kind of like the center of who we are as people. We want Christ. At the center of who we are, we want Christ. And I am thankful because I am reminded of your sincere faith. You want Jesus at the center of your life. Now, uh, are we perfect in that? No. But the idea is, I am thankful for that. Therefore, it isn't what I am lacking, half empty. It's what I have, it's half full, that is my provision. I am thankful to you for your sincere faith. I am thankful for what you have. I am thankful for what you have because what you have reminds me of a sincere faith. It's how we all begin. It's how we all grow. So we don't have these expectations. I don't want to say it that way. Um, you know, <laughs> um, 
this year, well, what's this, 2018? You know, we've been here 38 years. <laughs> uh, this February will start, we came in 1980, February of 1980, so what does that make? Uh, I don't know if it's 19 years in February or whatever, or 39 years in February. But, you, you, you know, one of the things that I think of is that I've always tried to do the sincere faith. You know, I don't have all the core values and the mission statements and all those things all over, and, you know, I've read them and whatever, and I never put it up here, and it's now maybe I should, maybe we will, I don't know. But I always think, I always go back to that I'm reminded of your sincere faith. Because if we have a sincere faith that God looks upon the heart, man looks upon the outward appearance. And we think about the stability that God has brought into the lives of the people who are of sincere faith. That God has, God has provided for us in, in numerous ways. And the provision of God is, is and you know, of, of, you know, Glenda mentioned in the last three years having to take care of her, her, her dad and her mom and all these things with their illness and, you know, how that God has always been there. Now, four years ago, we'd say, I don't know, I could never do all of that. But four years from now to, there, to this point, it's like, well, we did this. And how is it? It's a sincere faith. And that, but each of us, that we've been brought through the different circumstances. It isn't that we don't have the circumstances. It's that we have this sincere faith that God is going to see us through. And that we see this sincere faith in the lives of each of us and how that God has, you know, Terry and Tabby, you know, there was that time in which we were, you know, maybe having to change jobs and relocate and all that. But there was a, there's a sincere faith that God is going to see us through and, you know, how that you came through all of these years to bring you to here, it's how that God has been working in that sincere faith. And, you know, and again, is this the end? No. <laughs> is it over? No. It's just that when I give thanks to you, as I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did, with a clear conscience, night and day, I am constantly remembered you in my prayers, recalling your tears. Paul says that, to Timothy, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother and in your mother, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. And if we think back about the sincere faith, now our parents and my grand, my. My, my grandmother was, uh, uh, if you listen to my uh, uncles and so on, she beat them every Saturday whether they needed it or not. <laughs> you know, and if you knew my uncle, you would know that he needed it. <laughs> but my grandma, she, you know, and my grandfather, uh, their, their faith, their, their sincere faith, um, I mean, They, my, my wife is saying that when my uncle was beaten every week it was because my grandmother wasn't saved, you know. But I think she'd have beaten him every week if she was saved, you know. <laughs> because, well, never mind. But, uh, 
But the idea is that um, God was able to see them through and see them through the difficulties and the circumstances that they faced. Um, so we are reminded, and then verse 6 is the, the, the um, I guess, the main gist of what I wanted to say. For this reason, I, remember, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. Whenever we are giving thanks to God, what we are doing is adding air to the flame. You know, if you're ever starting a fire, what do you do? You blow on it. Why? For the oxygen to get in there and in the flames, they just start to kindle and get hotter. Well, I am reminding you to fan into flames the gift of God that your sincere faith that I am reminding you, and every time we give thanks, I thank, I thank God for you. It's like we're fanning the flame. You know, I thank God for Bobby and, uh, and, and Trish downstairs and, you know, taking care of the dinner and getting it out already. We're fanning into flames. <laughs> and that every time we are thankful for something, we're adding oxygen to the, to the flame and to our life. And so whenever we give thanks to God, we are thanking Him and we are fanning into flame what God has already instilled in us. You see, uh, I, and, and the psalmist says in Psalm 107, he says, Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His love endures forever. Recognizing God is good. And the goodness is for, of God is a is a word that when God created the heavens and the earth and he looked on it and he says, you know what, this is good. He created the light, the night and the day and he says, you know what, this is good. He created man and he said, this is good. And he created woman. He didn't say anything. But <laughs> I didn't say anything nasty. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Cliff, did I say anything nasty? Not a word. I didn't say anything nasty. Zach, did I say anything nasty? See, Zach agrees with me. It's not politically correct. That's right. <laughs> well, in reality, the word for man is man and woman, you know, together in the Bible. So just a little humor. Yeah, very little humor. Right. But anyhow, but that God looks at something and he says that it is good. Now, when God would look at your life and our life, you know, we would say, well, good would mean, you know, having more of something. But in reality, being thankful is recognizing the good of what God has already given us. You see, if God gives you more, you're only going to be as thankful as what you are right now. So more doesn't make you more thankful. Because if you're not grateful for what you have, more doesn't change. So if we are thankful for what we have, we're looking for the provision that is more than just half, you know, and, and I, I just don't have, I'm half empty, I'm half full. I'm seeing the provision, I have enough, I am thankful. Well, out of that, out of that provision that God has given me, more is coming. Out of the lack that we have, Nothing comes from lack. There's not enough. We have a coconut cake we brought this from Laurelview. All right. Now, 
It's just the one layer, not two layers. It's a one layer cake. Okay, we often think of a pie or a cake. Now, if we go down and you take a slice of that pie or that cake, well, then that means so much is missing. And there's only so many pieces to go around. And often we think that God is like that piece of pie. There's only so much to go around. And if you take something that I want, there's not enough for me. But in the, in the provision of God, there is an abundance that no matter how much you take, there's still more than enough. You see, we lived, you know, years ago in, in the Depression and uh, in, the, in a society, in the war and, you know, things like that, there was rations. They rationed. Why? Because there wasn't enough to go around. So we began to think, and that's why people uh, build, um, sometimes they build fences around their property. Because this is mine, you stay out. Now, it isn't the only reason people build fences, okay. You know, we built fences to keep the cows in. <laughs> but people would build fences in order to keep others out. Because this is mine, and I only have so much, and don't you touch it. But the provision of God is that I have more than enough, and you can take as much as you want, and there is no lack. So, the, in being thankful is, I am thankful for this piece of pie that I have. But that doesn't limit how much is left. So when I am thankful to God, how much is enough? Oh, I want the whole pie. Oh, you greedy person. But you see, God doesn't see that as greedy because we're not going to sit down and eat the whole pie. We're going to sit down and share the pie. And the more that there are to have, we need more pies. Because the sincere faith is, I'm not going to consume God's gifts upon myself. That I'm going to use God's gifts to share with others. So you see, I could want 10 pies. I, can need, I might need 20 pies. Well, there's only one there, but that doesn't matter. There's only one there. I can use 20. So therefore, we start planning for the 20. And in the gifts that God wants to bring into your life, it isn't that he only has one pie and don't want for, don't, you don't want two pieces. No, I want the whole pie. Well, what about somebody else? I want them to have a pie too. Well, what about somebody? I, well, there's not enough for everybody to have a piece. Well, then I want a pie so everybody can have their own pie. You see, so the provision of God is not about taking our slice of the pie. Our, the provision of God is about having enough, more than enough, to meet the needs of everybody, the 5,000. And that in meeting the needs of the 5,000, God says, how much more do you want? Oh, we don't need any more because everybody's eaten and we still have 12 baskets full. Then God stops the supply. How much do you need? Well, how much are you thankful for? How much are you thankful for? I'm thankful. I thank God for you. And all the gifts that you bring. And all the talents that you have. And I'm thankful 
for you, for the good that you do, for the sincere faith that you have. And how that the sincerity, through the sincerity of our faith, we believe God for the impossible in our life, in the life of our family, in the life of our friends, in the life of our job, our community. We believe. We believe. Amen? I give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. 107 verse 8. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds to mankind. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds to mankind. That's verse 15, verse 21. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for humankind or mankind. Let them give thanks, verse 31, to the Lord for his unfailing love. You see, out of the abundance of the heart, we speak. Out of the abundance of God's love for us, he provides. He giveth, and he giveth, and he giveth again. <laughs> he doesn't come with a checklist of, we, don't have, we, don't, we know we don't have too much here, but I'll give you a little. Out of the abundance, out of his unfailing love, out of the unfailing love is his provision. And his love is moved by our faith. And our faith is that God will give us more than enough. Because we're not going to build barns and tear down our barns and build bigger barns. We're going to start sharing and giving and providing. And so from each of us, God's provision will become for this place and for how that we will meet the needs of others. Amen? I thank God for you. <laughs> I thank God for you. Yeah. And your sincere faith. We're not perfect. Didn't say your perfect faith. Your sincere faith. Jesus, we thank you. You have heard our prayers. You know our hearts. We thank you, God, for blessing us. We thank you, God, for how that you have provided. You giveth and you give and you give again. We thank you for your sincere love, O oh God, and our sincere faith. Thank you, God, for moving in our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Let's go eat. <laughs>